Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode number 50 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee, and it is fabulous to have you here on today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate the time you spend with me each and every week here on the podcast. If you are a new listener, welcome. It's so great to have you here. So we're at episode 50. That's a bit exciting. It's been 50 weeks of producing this podcast and I thought I'd just take a moment to reflect on why I started the podcast and what has happened since then. So this podcast is something that has been in the works for quite some time and as anyone that has a podcast knows, it takes a little bit of work to get ready to start and grow and produce a podcast. So at the beginning of uh, 2020, when I launched the podcast, I had all these great plans for what the podcast might be about and uh, the interviews that I'd be doing and all of that fabulous content. However, a sneaky little thing called COVID hit us shortly after launching. So a lot of those plans did admittedly get sidelined a little whilst we dealt with all of the issues that came along with a global pandemic that none of us have ever seen or dealt with before. And particularly here on this podcast, we were discussing a lot of the things around what that meant for our teams. So for many of us, this is the first major crisis, I guess, that we've had to lead a team through. For many, it meant shutdown of business or restrictions on trade that were extremely challenging to deal with and to navigate. And we were dealing with a really unknown working environment. And so the podcast for many months centered around the things that we had to deal with in that moment. We addressed issues like leading through crisis, about transitioning to a remote workforce, about you leading your team during uncertainty, um, how to get through that when you don't have the answers yourself. So many of the intended topics have been sidelined whilst we dealt with the immediate needs of a global pandemic, which has been really interesting from the perspective of learning along with some of you and also bringing some information that perhaps wouldn't have been as as relevant otherwise. And now we're in a situation where we can, you know, I don't want to say get back to normal because we're constantly in and out of lockdowns and all of that kind of thing, but uh, things have readjusted, so to speak. And so there's not that frenzy of new information coming at us uh, thick and fast. I mean, last year we were having changes to the Fair Work Act. It felt like weekly. So bringing you all of those technical updates as well as all of the the things that we needed to know and learn together about managing work in that environment. So I looked back on the last 50 weeks of podcast episode and I, I wanted to share with you some of the things that I know you're really enjoying and um, some of the things we'll be focusing on more of here in the podcast. So I know topics, as I said, that were quite topical for the COVID crisis, like remote work, leading through crisis were really popular, but also some of the topics that I'm seeing um, you know, a lot more people listening to are things around our leadership skills about setting boundaries for our team. Tasks, uh, 
topics around, I guess, getting the most out of our team, things like how to delegate effectively, how to manage and retain our people. I'm seeing a real interest in the market generally lately around retention strategies and what business owners and leaders and managers can do to improve retention, which is, I love to see it. It's really fascinating, this shift around what can I do better? In fact, I was in a social media platform recently in a group that I'm a part of, and and one of the business owners in that group was asking about mental health for her workers, about how she could support the mental health of her employees. What a great initiative. Something she absolutely didn't have to do, uh, but something she's identified that she wants to do. So we're seeing a lot more of that proactive support from employers about how they can be better employers, which is really, really wonderful. So based on all of that, you know, we will bring you episodes on the topics that you want to know about. So if there is a topic you want me to cover here on the podcast that has to do with your team, whether it's from finding to managing to leveraging, even exiting people from your business, then please let me know. You can contact us via our Facebook group, which is simply People Powered Business, or shoot me an email. It's just hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. And I'd love to hear from you because I really want to bring you information that's relevant and useful and meaningful to you. And if you let me know what that is, you will absolutely see an episode of the podcast on that for you. So celebrating 50 episodes today, I'm excited to be here and looking forward to another 50 episodes plus more with you here on the podcast. So let's dive into today's episode. And today we are talking about creating KPIs that actually boost business performance. Because a KPI is a measurable thing. It's a tangible, measurable thing we put in place. And if we're using KPIs, and any of you that have been involved in businesses or in roles in the past where you've had KPIs in place, whether for yourself or for your colleagues, and they were absolutely useless, then you'll know that the experience that goes along with that means that the KPI delivered nothing by way of a result. So you see KPIs in place a lot, but they're not always effective. They're not always written in a way that's actually going to create a positive outcome, both for the employee and for the business. So I truly believe KPIs are a very powerful tool that we should be using, but we we have to be creating the right KPIs. We have to be creating KPIs that are going to elicit a response, a result, an action, increase, increase productivity, improved performance results to our bottom line. Our KPIs should be setting objectives for our team members to achieve. And by doing that, not only are they doing their job fundamentally, but it's also pushing them forward. It's pushing their productivity forward. It's helping you reach your business goals faster and better than if you don't have KPIs in place. Now, on previous episodes of the podcast, we've talked about creating position descriptions and KPIs are one element of a position description. But here's what I get asked a lot. How do I actually create a KPI? How do, how do I write them? How do I even get that happening? And I, can, I understand why. It's actually not a particularly easy process. Sometimes it does require a bit of thought. It certainly requires some detail, but it's also about starting with the end in mind. What is the goal we're looking to achieve as a business? What's the big vision? And working backwards in KPIs from there. If you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say KPI, let me give you a little bit of a definition. So a KPI is a key performance indicator. They can also be referred to as uh, sometimes key success criteria or key result areas. There's a few different 
letters and acronyms that people like to use for them, but KPI is the most common. And I went searching for some great examples of KPIs, and I can tell you they were not easy to find. In fact, very difficult to find, which I thought was really, really interesting. But I think fundamentally the reason for that is KPIs need to be unique to the role. They shouldn't be generic. So you shouldn't be able to Google them and find a list to just plug and play into your business. And that's probably why businesses are sometimes reluctant to put them in place or just don't get around to it. You know, as a busy business owner, if you're leading and managing a team, you've got lots of things going on. You're juggling all sorts of things in your day. So sitting down to intentionally create KPIs is probably one of those tasks that can very easily not get done. But I'm hoping I'm going to convince you today that it is important to create KPIs and to create really robust KPIs that are designed to deliver results for you and that they're going to really help you improve your business productivity and performance. So KPIs, put simply, are basically just a quantifiable measure that we use to evaluate how well an individual or in fact a business or a team is performing against a a predetermined goal or objective. So you can use KPIs as an organization, and some businesses do. You can definitely use KPIs in a team. And today I'm going to talk to you about how to create KPIs for your individual employees as part of that position description. But they can be used at each of those levels. So with a KPI, you're basically setting a performance goal or objective And the KPI is the measure of how we are doing in terms of achieving that. So one of the things I've spoken about here on the podcast before is that our employees fundamentally want just a few key things from us as their leaders. The first two of those things are this. They want to know what we expect from them and they want to know how they're going against those expectations. Pretty simple, right? So if I was to tell you that a good quality KPI actually ticks off those boxes, so one simple thing that you can add to your position description answers two of only three critical questions that most employees want answered, it seems like a really simple way to get that sorted to me. It's one thing that you can put in place that's going to increase engagement. We've spoken on the podcast before about engagement. Highly engaged teams... Uh, 17% more productive, that's what the studies show us, and their engagement can lead to a 21% profitability increase, 21%. If putting in place great KPIs helps you to get that kind of engagement and those sorts of figures, is that something you think would be worth spending a little bit of time on? Is that something that would be worth your energy and your brain space to put in place? I know for me it is, and and I hope for you it is as well. Peter Dreyker says, if it cannot be measured, it cannot be managed. So if we're not measuring our employees' performance by way of a KPI, how can we possibly manage that performance? When we spoke about position descriptions here on the podcast, we discussed the fact that they are your number one tool to manage performance in the workplace. And the KPI part of of the position description is foundational to be able to do that. If you can't manage something, how can you improve it? So you need to be able to measure it to manage it, and you need to be able to manage it to improve it. Sound about right to you? So as I said, our team want to know from us what we expect of them and how they're going about those expectations. 
And the KPI should set that up for you. So how can you go about this really simply creating KPIs that are going to help deliver this? Okay. It's a really simple process I'm going to walk you through here on the podcast. And we've also got a resource to help you because you might be out driving, running, walking with the kids, doing other things and not sitting at your desk listening to this podcast. I know if you're like me, that's not where I tend to listen to podcasts. And you are going to want to take some notes on this. So we've created a resource, which I'll tell you about a little bit later to help you implement this strategy. So the first thing you want to do is for each position in your business, you want to sit down and list out a list of top goals or objectives, things that if they were done, the role would be successful. Now, how many of these should you have? Look, five to seven is a great number. Definitely no less than three, but five to seven would be an ideal. If you could create five goals or objectives, I think you're in a good place. Now, you might be thinking about goals or objectives for a year out or a quarter out. It actually doesn't matter because KPIs, as we're going to explain in a moment, are time-bound. So it could be in the next quarter that you're thinking about this goal, or it could be a weekly task that's going to keep going forever and ever. It doesn't matter. So we're looking at around five key results that you're looking for from this position. Once you've got that, to set your KPI, the simplest methodology you can use, and there's lots of different ways, but this is just one really simple way that most of you will resonate with. You will have heard, I'm sure, if you've been in business for any length of time, about the acronym SMART when it comes to goal setting. So when we're talking about SMART, we're talking about specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-based goals. All you need to do is take that and apply it to the five objectives that you've just identified. So for each of them, you want to get specific. What is it specifically that you're looking to do? You might specifically be looking to improve customer retention. You might be looking to reduce order error rate. You might be looking to attract new clients. What is it specifically? And then how do you measure it? By 10%? uh, 0% errors? Is it an increase or a decrease measurement? Is it a by a certain time each day? There will be a way that you can measure how this is done. Of course, then it has to be actionable. How are they going to action this? Improve customer retention by 10% by making monthly follow-up calls, as an example. And of course, it has to be relevant. And relevance for me is about tying this goal in to the organization's objectives. I'm going to talk in a moment about also layering in the organization's vision, just cause, big why, whatever you call it in your business. But in terms of this smart mechanism, relevance to the organizational's organizations, I should say, bigger objectives. So how does this KPI feed into something that you're looking to achieve at an organizational level? And of course, you want it to be time-based, as I said. So when do you want to improve this customer retention by 10% by? By the end of the quarter? By the end of the calendar year? As I said, it doesn't matter. These are your metrics. And you want it to be reasonable. So don't say within two weeks if that's completely unreasonable because the employee has to strive to achieve this. Yes, it should be a stretch in some cases, but definitely not impossible or that will really be bad for their motivation. So you create a KPI that is specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and time-based. So that's one KPI for each of those five core criteria that you identified in the first step. And you're doing this for each role in your business. And that's why it can take a little bit of time. So just 
Be kind to yourself on the time front. Spend the time, start one position at a time or one KPI per position at a time and slowly work through it. So you're doing this for each role. Now, as I said, I also want you to think about your company's vision when you're doing this. How could you tie this KPI into a vision, into one of your values, potentially? Because we know that employees love working for purpose-driven organizations. If you set KPIs that are tied in to your purpose, the employee is far more likely to be engaged in achieving that KPI because they can see where it fits. They can see how it taps into that bigger picture and how they're contributing to achieving that. So try and weave that in. That can be the tricky part, but you will start to get the hang of it. An alternative framework that you can use really has to do with this vision, and that is creating KPIs that are tied in to your vision. Now, I'll give you an example here. Let's say your big why, your just cause, what you're striving to achieve in your business in a really aspirational way is to make sure, let's say, anyone with a disability has the technology available to them to be able to live a fulfilled life. So you're providing technology solutions to people with disabilities to help them live a fulfilled life, whatever that looks like for them. Now, that's an aspirational vision. How could you tie that back in to one of your consultants who might be working in advising about technology options? A KPI for that role might be attend industry training for at least one hour a month. So you can see we're specific, we're time bound, so that I am across the most up-to-date technology options and can therefore better advise my clients on solutions that help them live a fulfilled life. So we're tying it into that living a fulfilled life value of the business and we're giving a KPI that is actionable towards someone being able to contribute to that value. Now that works well if you've got a very strong vision, mission, a value set that ties into that, that you have articulated well and that you are building your business around. If you are one of these purpose-driven businesses, you will have this. And that is a different way to work your KPIs. You can still see that it's very specific and very measurable. Above all, your KPIs must be measurable. That's the key key purpose of them. So if you look at a KPI and think, how would I measure that? You haven't got it right. You need to keep working. So that's a couple of frameworks you can use. Now, as I said, there's a myriad of options, but I just wanted to give you a couple of really easy and implementable ways that you could create KPIs for any role in your business. In terms of how often you want to review KPIs, look, I would suggest doing them as part of your performance review is reviewing those. And my favorite, you know, tempo for performance reviews at the moment, as I've said it here on the podcast before, is quarterly. So every quarter as part of that review process, how is that employee going with their KPIs? And do the KPIs need to be reevaluated and readjusted? Perhaps things have changed. Perhaps they've achieved something and you need to stretch them further. Perhaps a KPI is no longer relevant and you need to set new ones. If you don't keep an eye on it and you're not measuring it, then you're not going to know when you need to change it. So you do want to be reviewing them and your business will tell you how often you need to review them, but quarterly is a great tempo um, unless you're working in some really long-term project-based KPIs that, that are going to stretch out 12 months plus. And then quarterly might not work. So how do you think you can go with creating some KPIs that are going to be really effective for your business? I'd like to give you a challenge, and that is to take some time in the next week and create at least one KPI for every role in your business. Start there. If you've got KPIs in place, 
spend some time reviewing them to make sure they're going to deliver you this measurable, actionable result. By setting KPIs with this framework that deliver this sense of measurability, you're going to increase productivity because employees know exactly what's expected of them and how they need to meet that expectation. Productivity fuels motivation, it fuels momentum, and it ultimately fuels profitability and performance of the business. So just by implementing great KPIs, you can improve your business performance by a huge margin if they're not in place already. If they are in place, it might be a smaller margin, but you can definitely create improvements by improving your KPIs. So that's what I encourage you to do. That is my challenge for you. Now, if you want some help, as I said, we've got a free resource for you. So if you've been listening whilst you're out on the road or on a run or walking, then I encourage you to go and grab this guide. It'll just step you through the process that I've just explained. So to get your copy of your KPI creation guide, all you need to do is go to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash KPI. Peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash KPI. The other option you've got is to just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com, click on episode number 50, and it'll be in the show notes there for you. So the show notes will have all the content and then you'll be able to get your free resource right there. So either of those options will work, but if you're looking for a document that's just going to help you walk through this process and break it down for you and that you can start creating those KPIs, then go ahead and grab your KPI creation guide. That's it for me today. I hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care. 